The cultural audit goes deep into the analysis of the questions and it looks at gaps and it looks at differences. This many times we see in an organization is the difference between what people know and what people do. They may know the values, but they're not living the values. There's a disconnect there. That was Sam Silverstein. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of the award-winning FCPA Compliance Report, where we discuss the software tool, the Culture Audit, which was developed by Sam Silverstein in conjunction with myself. This is a software product that uh, Sam and I are jointly marketing, and we wanted to bring this information about how you can actually perform a cultural assessment using this software tool, the Culture Audit. It answers the questions posed by the Department of Justice in the 2023 ECCP around around assessing your culture and moving forward. I know you'll enjoy this episode. This is Tom Fox, and together with uh, Sam Silverstein, we are extraordinarily thrilled to bring to you a new tool that Sam has created around the assessment of culture, and it's called the Culture Audit. Although Sam did not develop this uh, with the Department of Justice in mind, this dovetails directly into what the U.S. Department of Justice started talking about in October of 2021 when Lisa Monaco, then and current Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, said that the DOJ would assess corporate culture as a part of any white collar enforcement action. This was uh, memorialized in the updated evaluation of corporate compliance programs, which was announced in January of 2023. And then the written document was released thereafter, where uh, the DOJ here asked these following questions. How often and how does a company measure a culture of compliance What are your hiring and incentive structures around compliance? What steps have you taken in response to your measurements of compliance? All of these really lead me to conclude that every company needs to assess their culture because the DOJ is going to do culture in my mind is just like any other risk. And if it's a risk, it can be assessed. And that's what this software tool, the Culture Audit, provides you is that risk assessment. And when you have assessed a risk, then you can start to put together a risk management strategy in place. Then you can monitor, first of all, putting the strategy in place, then train on that strategy. Then you can monitor the results and you can improve it. But it all starts with a culture assessment. And that's what the culture audit does. So when you have an assessment, you can improve and update the risk management strategy you have in place. Sam, I'm going to turn it over to you. Just tell me when you'd like the screen forwarded. That'd be great. I appreciate that, Tom. It's really exciting what the DOJ has done because they've, in essence, they've reinforced what great leadership and great organizations should be doing anyway. And this helps take that to the next level. The culture audit is something that we created starting 15 years ago. We're actually in version five of this unique product, and it's really exciting what it generates. We brought together some international experts and designed and created the original culture audit, and it's grown over the years. You'll see right here, this is where somebody would log in 
that's taking the audit and employee for a company. And the key thing that I wanted to point out here is right in the middle where it says, please select language you would like to take the survey. It's set to English. There are actually 20 languages, which makes this the, the best possible tool, not just for international, for organizations at all offices around the world, but also in South Dakota, where there might be a production facility and there could actually be three or four languages spoken on the production floor. And this gives everyone in the organization the opportunity to communicate, to provide the vital feedback, and it makes this a very powerful tool. All right, Tom, we'll move forward. The way this works is simply this. We provide a link and that link is used throughout the organization. It's an anonymous survey. We don't collect any um, specific uh, personal information. There's no, there's no PII picked up. We don't know who is responding and we have no way to track back to them, which is what we wanna create, which is an environment where people are free to share what they really think about the organization, what they really feel about what's happening inside in their workplace culture. There's a series of questions they go through in the answer, and it's going to take an individual 10 to 15 minutes tops to do this, and all that data is then collected. What happens after that, and we'll go to the next slide, is a report is created, and this just gives you an idea of what's in the report. They, the executive team receives a dashboard, which looks at the culture audit index, how their culture is actually doing, as well as, and we'll look at the next slide, you'll see individual indices. So here we're looking at organization beliefs and values and seeing what the results are there. Um, what happens is ultimately a 120-page report is generated. And in that report, leadership sees exactly what's going on in 16 areas of the organization. On the next slide, you'll see we look at ethics. We look at organizational beliefs and values. We look at where the focus is. Are people focused on the areas they can control versus the ones they cannot? Clarity of mission, value of people. Do people actually feel valued in the organization? We look at whether or not they're making quality decisions. We look at employee engagement. We actually measure accountability inside the workplace culture. We look at speed of implementation, trust, the quality of communication, innovation and change, emotional safety, strength of leadership, stress in the work environment, and we look at diversity, equity, and inclusion. The stress and diversity, equity, and inclusion are the two latest areas that we've actually added um, to the audit. And what it allows us to do is put you in a position as an HR professional or as a legal professional who is providing this service for a corporate client in a position to know exactly what's going on in your workplace culture so that you can create a culture where ethics is high, where people are making the right decisions, where people are engaged, which means you're going to be able to attract and retain the best people. Ultimately, all this is going to drive a better bottom line. And we're able to do this by using this assessment. Now, here's, Tom, here's something that I feel is important. It's not just looking and measuring where an organization is and providing a very detailed report, but it it also gives insights into what you can do to improve those areas that need to be improved. 
The tool works very quickly. It's designed to, in essence, an organization can implement this in 10 to 14 days and within a couple of weeks have their executive report back. It's very secure. Your employees are only going to be giving up 10 to 15 minutes and the results are phenomenal. The other thing that's important to realize is a company that starts doing this on an annual or semi-annual basis is future reports will show your numbers over time, show your trends over time, and we track that for you so that you're able to see how you're improving, where you're improving, and then take those actionable insights and put them into use. So that's, that's the brief overview, Tom. Sam, let me ask you a couple of questions about this page here. Over on the left-hand side, you've got measure, analyze, and act. How can the culture audit lead to actions? Specifically, the culture audit goes deep into the analysis of the questions, and it looks at gaps, and it looks at differences. There's many times we see in an organization, there's a difference between what people know and what people do. They may know the values, but they're not living the values. There's a disconnect there. And so what happens is on each section, and there's approximately, it's broken down into 45 smaller sections within the report, there is a, an action guideline of steps that you can take, things that you should be looking at and thinking about in your organization to improve that area, if that area is one that's been identified as needing improvement. All companies need to be doing one of two things. We either need to be improving because we're underperforming, or we need to be reinforcing what we're really good at. Because if we stop reinforcing what we're really good at, then what happens over time is that we slip. So the action part is the action report that actually comes inside the executive report that raises awareness of the things we need to be thinking about and working on. Sam, one of the key issues if a regulator comes knocking is auditability and transparency. A regulator comes knocking, the client, the customer, the company, the corporation provides them a copy of the audit report, and they say, great, we want to audit how you got here. Can that be done? We have the data the raw data is that certainly the raw data is available to the client if that's something that they would need at that point. In addition to the all the questions that we ask in the audit itself, there is actually a an open question at the end for people to put share their insights in free form, not just answer a pre a scripted question. All that data is included as part of the report at the back, in addition to the 120 page executive report. So all that data is available, and and the it's important that we retain that for not only audit purposes, but we have that raw data because we want to look next year and see how the organization is doing compared to this year. So the leadership can say, hey, you know what? We've been working on this and it's improved. And this has improved. And this area still needs some work. And so all that data is available. Then we've talked about this tool being utilized by a corporation to assess its own culture. Could this tool also be used by a company interested in an acquisition to look at a potential target? Absolutely. And this is a critical area of use for the culture audit. The best mergers and acquisitions that we see are ones where between two, if it's two organizations, it's where the cultures blend. We've worked with organizations over time to help them in, improve their culture, to create a sustainable, high-performance culture. When there's a merger of a high-performance culture, and the acquiring company has that high-performance culture, but the acquired company doesn't, 
Well, you don't want to know that after the fact. You need to know that before the fact, because what happens is leadership will put things in place to make sure when they bring on this new organization that they spend the time and energy and effort to address the challenges that they know exist in the acquired company's culture because they've taken this audit. So this is valuable information. Actually, the investment for this audit compared to the return that they're going to get by speeding up the uploading of this new organization into the acquiring organization, it, the return is just incredible because it's the culture problems that slow down the onboarding. And we want to get those out of the way. Sam, how could a law firm or consulting firm use this tool with its own clients? A law firm and a consulting firm, they're in the business of helping their clients be better. They're in the business of helping their clients avoid problems, pitfalls, potholes. And this does just that for a couple of reasons. For a law firm, they're able to make sure that their clients are in alignment with what the DOJ has asked them to do. And so right away, that's just huge. And it's, you know, what I've seen a lot of times over the years when we've worked with, with various attorneys and projects and mergers, acquisitions, sales, things that we've done, they're great at giving advice, but they're not all great at helping you step through it. Here, an attorney can not only give you the, the sage advice that a leader needs in an organization, but they say, hey, we can do this for you. And this then, not only are they providing a greater service for their client, but obviously they're also creating a revenue generator that can have significant impact on the law firm's bottom line. And that's the same thing for a consultant. They have the ability as a consultant to go into an organization and not only advise leadership what they should do, but help them do it. And as a consultant, and even as a law firm, this entire 120-page executive report is nothing more than an outline for projects that need to be done to help the organization get better. So not only is this a stake in the ground benchmark of where an organization is now, it becomes the, the outline for projects that can be done for that organization over the year or years ahead. And it becomes a measuring device to show the improvement that you've helped lead this organization to. Sam, we have a little bit of time. Would it be possible to actually pull up a report on your screen and show that to you if I give you screen share back? Yeah, absolutely. And I, that would be great. I am happy to do that. Let's, let's, so here's a sample report. This is actually a real report for a fictitious company, meaning we took the data, but we changed the names and places to protect the innocent. So this is what a report would look like. And is the culture report, we, the fictitious company is Max Products, and Sally Gomez is, is from Get Great Leadership LLC is providing this report for her client, Max Products, using our service. The report comes with a cover letter and, and explains how the report works the numbers that we look at, what the numbers mean, so that leadership has an understanding of what's going on in this report before it even starts. We talk about how we actually look at the data, how we interpret the data, and give that sort of understanding because that's important for leadership. And then we go to the dashboard. And on the dashboard, we start off with cultural audit index. And this is a quick visualization. Now, imagine being able to see this not only this year, but what about if you're working... Um, making improvements and you see it again in six months or in a year or two years 
or you're able to track this data over five years and you can show consistent energy and effort in improving the index of where your workplace culture is all visually. Then we break it down, we look at accountability, and this is really important to us because accountability drives so much within an organization. And then we get into the dashboard. And here you see the different and various scores for organizational beliefs and values, whether where the focus is, clarity of mission, the value of people, making quality decisions. All the areas that I mentioned before in the dashboard just have this quick look-see score that you can see and you know what it is based on how we've explained it. And it goes on to cover all the areas. And this one was actually generated before we added in our two new areas, which is a stress in the workforce, workplace, and diversity and equity and inclusion. Oh, stress is on there. How about that? So it was in between. Then we go into a more detailed report. So this looks at organizational beliefs and values. It provides the score. It goes into a deeper report. It shows the various scores to the different questions. And then it goes into an analysis of question pairs. And so it looks at the difference. It looks at where these two scores are. You see here, gap between knowing and living the organizational values. In this organization, 80% know the values, 75% live the values. So there's a gap there. We wanna know, is that 80% enough? Do we need to make that better? And then what about the gap? All that's covered in this analysis. So you can get, Tom, you can get as, as deep into the uh, nitty gritty as you want, but it's not necessary. And then after that, we get to an action plan. And so in the action plan, it's gonna help, it's gonna help direct where you should be focused and what you should be thinking about to make this better. And each company is different. So how this action plan is implemented within a company, obviously is gonna be determined based on the, a lot of variables, the size of the organization, geographical footprint, et cetera. And this goes on, this is key takeaway too. This is still all under the values. And this is key takeaway three. And each one has its own action plan. And then we move on to the next area, which is focus. So you see, we go very deep into the analysis so that the right people get the right information. It could be that senior leadership just wants to look at the numbers and then HR is gonna take over and work on creating the implement, taking the action plan and creating an implementation plan around that. It could be that the, the attorney's office or the consultant will come up with an implementation plan that they recommend. And there's a lot of variables there. Sam, we've had a couple of questions comes in and I wanna preface the first one with, the reason I'm so excited about the culture audit is that it exactly answers a problem that compliance officers have that the DOJ has posed, which is what is your culture, what are you doing to manage it, and what are you doing to improve it? So I see this as a direct answer to a legal requirement from the Department of Justice. You're not a lawyer. You look at things very differently. Why are you so excited about the culture audit and how it can be used by a corporation? I've been working with organizations around the world for 30 years with one single goal. How can we be better? How do we create a better organization? It starts with better leadership and then it starts, and then that better leadership looks at the workplace culture 
And it's the people that make the organization better. It's the people that decide if we're going to act from an ethical standpoint. It's the people that create an emotionally and physically safe environment. And so this tool over the years has just grown to become the most complete tool I've seen that not only looks at uh, basic stuff like engagement, but we measure accountability and we look at where people focus and whether they're making great decisions. And this is just going to help an organization be better. It's going to show up on the bottom line. It's going to help leaders be better leaders. And so it's so thorough and so complete that when a leader is committed to taking the data from the culture audit and doing something with it, they're going to create a better organization. Their people are going to be happier. They're going to reduce employee turnover. They're going to make more money at the end of the day. Then we've had another question come in that I can't think is more appropriate than anyone for you to answer, which is, could you talk more in depth about the accountability measure, what it measures, and how it can be used after you've measured it? Wow. I love that question because we're all about accountability at the Accountability Institute. Accountability, and we don't have time today to go all the way into this, but we can another time. We see accountability as different from responsibility. Responsibility is, is a tactical transactional relationship. Accountability is, is, is relational versus tactical. And so we measure accountability based on whether leadership has taken the responsibility to be accountable to and for their people. And when that's created within the organization, they create a workplace culture that inspires their people to choose to be accountable. So we measure accountability based on specific questions that measures the relational commitments that are made and taken on within an organization. Not the commitment to do, get their sales report in, not the commitment to show up on time. Those are transactional, but relational commitments like a commitment to live the values, a commitment to stand by you when all hell breaks loose, a commitment to the truth, a commitment to sound financial principles. There's 10 specific relational commitments that we measure within an organization. And we have the ability with those measurements to absolutely know whether or not their people are inspired and will then choose to be accountable. And when they do, then what happens is you create a, an environment that inspires people that feel like they'd rather die than let you down. And when people have that kind of motivation, they're going to get it done. And so productivity goes way up, engagement goes way up, and profitability goes way up. Sam, could this tool be utilized inside of a corporation more than once a year? We've talked about an annual review, but could a company utilize this maybe twice a year to see if there's improvement or change or, heaven forbid, something goes the wrong direction? And things can go the wrong direction. You want to know sooner rather than later. You could use this twice a year. My, my only caveat, I don't know that I'd want to get more than that. I don't want to over-assess my people. That's how I would see it. So we want to keep that in control. It depends on what other assessments are being utilized within the organization. You can't send an assessment out every month to your team because then it's, it just becomes too much. But you could use this twice a year. And then you'd have a six-month gauge. You will be able to see changes in the culture if you were taking the action plan and creating an implementation plan that's being stepped out. And that will give you instant feedback, which is what you want. Sam, I am looking at the 
think it was 16 different areas of focus on the culture audit. I have to say, for me, the most important or most significant is trust. And I really wanted to ask you, in your mind, is there one that's more significant than other? Or is it really the combination of all that you cannot even look simply at trust in a vacuum? If I'm going to look at one in a vacuum, Tom, it's going to be accountability. And trust is critical. But if you've created a workplace environment that inspires accountability, then trust is going to be high because leadership has taken on certain relational commitments. They recognize that they're accountable to their people and for their people, and they're inspiring their people to choose to be their best. Trust is very important. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm going to look at one, I'm going to go, I'm going to, go to accountability. Now, here's what we've noticed. There is a connection between all these areas. It's very rare to see someone off the charts great in one area and terrible in another. So they are interconnected. And what happens is when you create an environment where people are, are valued, then what happens is going to be that trust naturally flows from that, as well as a desire to do well in all these areas that are showing up in the assessment. Sam, you started off by saying we want to respect everyone's time, and I want to end by reiterating that. I put up a slide which shows, if you'd like more information from either Sam or I, you can go to this link. We are going to provide the slide deck to all of the people who attended and indeed those who registered and couldn't make it. Our next slide shows our individual contacts, but you will have all of those. If you have any questions, Sam, and I would love to hear from you. We're happy to discuss this. Hopefully you've gotten a feeling for the passion that Sam and I have for this tool. Myself, obviously, from the legal and compliance perspective, Sam really, he's a longtime business owner and businessman. So he sees this through the business perspective. And we both think this is a tool that every company, corporation, multinational, or family-owned business should take utilize as well as a wide variety of others. Sam, any final words? Yeah, absolutely. And I put in the chat window a short link that is the same link, in essence, of what you shared. Everyone on this call or anyone that's watching the watching as a replay, click on that link or use the link that Tom provided on the slide and set up a free consult. Let's talk about exactly how the culture audit can work for your organization and what it can do for you. Because I know it's going to be transformative. And the sooner you get started, the sooner you can uh, know exactly where the culture is in the organization and what needs to be focused on and worked on. I wanted to thank you, Sam, and I wanted to thank all of our attendees. We hope that you've enjoyed our presentation. We hope that you'll contact us to talk further about the culture audit and how you can use it for your organization. Thanks so much for attending. Thank you. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this presentation on the new software tool, the Culture Audit. Once again, this is something that I am marketing jointly with Sam Silverstein and the Accountability Institute. The Culture Audit software tool allows you to perform an assessment of your corporate culture as required by the Department of Justice in the 2023 Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs. If you'd like more information on it, I've linked to our scheduling app in the show notes and you can set up a call to talk to Sam or myself. Thanks for listening.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.